on today's podcast, we follow up on a conversation we had recently with Joe Casper, assistant coach at Duke, on an idea he called the Energy Pie. And we have today with us again, Coach Casper from Duke, as well as Dr. Mayer Pandia. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you, Keith. Keith. We're thrilled to be here. Absolutely. Well, Joe, we got your background uh, last week and talked about you know your your journey through this profession. Which, uh, for those of you who haven't had a chance to listen, I encourage you to go back there. Joe covered some great stuff with us, uh, and, and I got to know Joe when uh, I coached him at BW, and he was a player there. He's actually on the other side of the ball, uh, helped us on special teams, so I would have some involvement there. But uh, Joe's had a just a, a great career and very diverse in his background, and, and part of that is has been his work, as we mentioned, with Dr. Pandia. So, uh, Dr. Pandia, if you could please give us a little background on some of the things that you've done. I know uh, for you, a lot of this really has been based on concierge sports psychiatry. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate again being here, and um, so my... Um, my background obviously is in sports psychiatry, uh, which really is, is, is sort of the infusion of uh, clinical practice, clinical mental health practice in the context of, uh, of sport. And um, my training, I'll take you a step back. So I went to Ohio University for medical school, and then I did my uh, residency training at the Cleveland Clinic. And I was on staff there for about eight years uh, doing general adult psychiatry. And I happened to um, have some encounters with uh, some high-performance athletes and uh, work with some uh, professional teams that kind of led me into uh, starting uh, my sports psychiatry practice, which is uh, ACE Sports Psychiatry uh, based here in uh, Cleveland. Um, and so, you know, a lot of the work that, that I do uh, from a clinical point of view uh, is really, again, just working with professional athletes, high-performance athletes across, you know, the, the three major sports leagues, um, several Division One schools, some individual uh, professional athletes, uh, and such, um, as well as coaches and executives, because you know I think there's been a lot of uh, publicity and a lot of visibility around uh, mental health issues in sport over the last several years. Um, and so, you know, we know that a large part of that is related to stigma and and the fact that you know talking about mental health issues historically in the context of uh, sports, especially professional sports or, or elite sport has been a difficult topic. Um, but I'm, you know, I think the tide is turning a little bit and, you know, I think that's kind of where, um, I've been able to kind of uh, assist some of these uh, organizations and athletes and, and, um, improving performance through addressing, uh, mental health, uh, issues. And, and I think you would agree, Dr. Pandia, that this is still, you know, even though this has been around a long time, this idea of sports psychology um, is really still kind of been in the background, um, and especially in terms of the mental health issues. I've I've been fortunate to have uh, a number of individuals come on and and talk about those things, um, but it is not overall, I think, in the in the consciousness of uh, coaches in general. Um, you you see a lot of times. Uh, and we've we've talked about this at length with uh, some different professors and doctors that you'll have these mental health issues that that come up with players, and a lot of it gets misconstrued about you know it's just a kid being defiant or you know depending all on you know all the different um, 
things he might be facing. Uh, and in that, it kind of, uh, it doesn't do service well to the coaching and ultimately the team because there's that disconnect there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, it takes a lot of courage, a lot of vulnerability, uh, depending on the level that you're you're competing at, to come forward and 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 talk about these things or admit that you have a problem. I think, you know, for for centuries we've always held this belief as a society that, um, you know, uh, elite athletes, you know, should I guess we assume that they should have some physiological resistance to mental health issues, right? They look like. They are, they are well-developed, well-trained, you know, from a, from a physiological standpoint. Um, but I think people didn't really recognize that under the surface, uh, mental health issues do exist. Um, and, you know, it still happens today. I think people sort of, some subset of people view uh, the admittance of mental health uh, problems as, as a weakness, right? right? And so that's where a lot, a lot of the education, both with, athletes themselves as well as coaches um around the fact that hey you know this is this is a part of normal human existence and you know the other thing i oftentimes see is that you know people view mental health as a sort of a binary kind of concept right like i either have good mental health or i am mentally ill right, right. and 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 that's that's not the case. I mean, it's a very fluid concept and, and, and we all sort of fluctuate in a, in a spectrum between wellness and, and maybe not illness, but we all don't, we all have bad days. Right. And so I think that's the, that's the thing that I try to educate individuals about is like, look, like admitting that you don't feel well mentally is, is, is okay. I mean, that's, that's part of just being human and we all have issues both on the field, on the court, as well as, as off the field and off the court. And so the, the sooner you recognize and are willing to say, Hey, like I, I got some, you know, some, some tension at home, or I got some stress at work. Um, the, the easier it will be to address it and ultimately kind of keep you, you know, performing at the level that, that you're accustomed to performing at. Yeah, and it's it's something when we look at kind of how it's been misunderstood with how we handle it, and you just think about how, in general, coaches and probably even to a greater extent, f football coaches because of the physical nature of the game think that uh, we can, you know, we're gonna make you mentally tougher. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna run more gassers. We're gonna run more hills. Or we're gonna do this Navy SEAL workout, and that's gonna, you know, make you mentally tougher. And 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 the, the fact of the matter of those things have you know absolutely no effect on it don't it doesn't address the issue it certainly can get you in better shape um and maybe in dealing with uh that type of adversity but the underlying issues never really get addressed and we have to be i think more cognizant and more sensitive to that 100 percent, 100 percent, and that's and that's and that's you know a large part of what uh, i i would say probably 80 percent of what i do uh, that I think is is helpful is education, right? Because the, the the more I think people view this as as an extension of uh, a, a normal care, um, you know, I always go in and say, you know, you don't you, you don't sort of second guess or question, you know, walking up to an orthopedic surgeon or to a primary care physician in a team facility 
it should be the same with a uh, a mental health provider, right? Like that should all be the 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 extension of your to- the totality of your medical care. So jumping ahead, uh, both uh, Joe and uh, Dr. Mayer, uh, looking at <clears throat> the combination now of these disciplines into ACE sports, um, psychiatry and performance. Uh, you know, and I'd like each of you to to uh, chime in, I guess, on this. But what you guys been able to put together? How does this really uh, differentiate what you do? Yeah, so maybe I'll start and I'll let Joe kind of uh, chime in here. So, you know, when, you know, my, my background, my training is, is in medicine, it's in psychiatry, it's in clinical practice. Um, and when I started my, my practice, um, you know, uh, working with athletes, one of the, one of the things that I clearly, you know, am not well versed in is, is the, the coaching side. I don't, I don't coach sports. I don't, you know, I, I work with athletes, but there's a language and there's a, um, there's a, uh, a, a special interaction between coaches and athletes that I think really can enhance the ability for um, athletes to really trust, you know, who they're working with. And so one of the, one of the things I quickly found out was that, you know, in terms of addressing performance, um, finding the right person to kind of uh, come on board and, and kind of help expand the performance uh, uh, arm of, of ACE sports um, was, was critical. And, and, you know, Joe and I have known each other for, for quite some time. And um, one of the special things about Joe is that he, he gets it. He, he's very uh, psychologically minded uh, as a coach, and he understands the, the importance of uh, both mental wellness uh, and mental, you know, uh, taking care of your mental health. And so, um, you know, uh, I, I brought Joe on board and, and Joe and I have been able to um, really, I think, create kind of a, a, a novel uh, practice uh, where, we, where, where we sort of address not just the clinical side alone or just the performance side alone, but really in true uh, concert with one another, um, you know, where we will work with an athlete and We'll get into it, I'm sure, later uh, when we talk about energy pie, but just kind of how, like, we look at a lot of the same um, um, issues from different perspectives. And, and I think that really benefits uh, the athlete uh, considerably, you know, whether we're talking about just, you know, normal, everyday kind of performance or, or feelings of failure um, to anything like depression uh, or anxiety or other, you know, more serious kinds of uh, clinical issues. So um, I, I, I feel strongly that, you know, that this, this uh, merging these two disciplines has really sort of created a, a really uh, effective uh, approach. Joe, from, from your standpoint, yeah. the coach's perspective, how do you see it? Yeah, uh, well, I agree 100%. I mean, the first thing you asked was, you know, how do you do, how do we differentiate ourselves or what, what makes ACE different? Uh, and it is, in fact, the engagement of the two disciplines, you know, the, the psychiatric realm blended with the coaching realm. And a huge piece to it that I would say is the language piece, you know, in terms of communication with players um, and how a coach talks to a player versus how a, uh, a, a doctor or a, a professional talks to a player is so different. 
And one of the things that Mayor has done a great job of, um, just as an observation for, from an, uh, an obs- observing perspective, uh, or from a coach's perspective <clears throat> specifically, is that his ability to blend language uh, and make it make things relatable to the player is so huge. Um, and it makes it real and it makes it applicable, right? So that's the thing. And that, that's the word I would focus on within this is, uh, uh, are, we, are we actually doing something for you? Are we moving the needle for you? And I think that's rooted in the fact that we can, you can take information from us, myself and Mayor, and you can apply it real time because it comes in a space and it comes in a, in a, in, through a medium that is extremely relatable. It's not just the doctor and it's not just coach speak. It's a blend of those two things. It's the, it's the intellect and the background and the science um, that Mayer brings. And it's the relatability, the coaching philosophy, the understanding of the season, the schedule, the pressures on an athlete uh, from being inside the building that I bring. And it's a blend of those two things that make that is what makes us most effective you know each of us in isolation of each other is i believe is is pretty good i'm confident in myself and i'm extremely confident in him he's he is the best in the business when it comes to dealing with not just athletes and, and mental health but just mental health in general um he's elite uh, and i'm not just saying that because he's my friend uh, uh, you know i'm somebody that personally uh, as a friend engages mayor on topics throughout my life right and i think that that's important um to have a resource like that and you know i'm fortunate to have that resource come in the come in the form of a friend but uh i think what's important is that you know we're each of us like i said individually is elite i really believe that but together we really provide athletes, coaches, executives with something that they can really take home and really apply. It's the applicability of what we're talking about that is different because we're not operating in theory. I think one of the things that happens within um, the mental health realm, and I'm going to just, just to touch on both these things in the mental health realm, a lot of times I think we, it's, it's spoke about in platitudes or in theory um, or, you know, in just broad, discussion, right? This is an idea or a concept. And there isn't an understanding necessarily from that professional all the time in how that understanding or that theory can be applied real time in your building. And what we try and do with the blending of the coaching perspective and the coaching philosophy is make all that theory make sense and be real and have impact real time uh, in your building. And that's the, that's by having that understanding of what a season looks like, what the politics of a season looks like, what the feelings and sentiments are within a locker room, um, what it's like to be a player, what it's like to be a coach. And you touched on it, you know, as it pertains to working out and mental toughness and, and finding ways that, you know, to push guys, um, you know, that's great. That's a huge part to it. I mean, that's, you know, some of that is physical in nature. Some of that is creating, uh, we touched a little bit last, last podcast, podcast, Keith, about, you know, creating struggle or creating adversity. That's a huge piece to this thing. I mean, I think that's a huge piece to athlete development, of course. Um, but you know, really like, does the coach understand the science behind that activity? Just to take that specific example, does he understand the mental science behind that activity? Uh, I would say in most instances, no, the coach does not. 
you know, the coach knows to do that or does that because a coach did that to him. You know, what is the science behind that and how can we recreate that, right? So is there a way to create mental fortitude without making a guy go through the Navy SEAL workout that you gave an example of? Uh, for a traditional coach, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it's just exactly what, you know, to me, it's just fact. They're not trained from a mental health standpoint, uh, most in most instances, of a way to create that same kind of adversity or create that same kind of manufactured struggle. Uh, they're not trained in that realm to be able to do that. So you have to, you have to educate yourself or engage a resource like Mayer to be able to understand what's the science behind that, how do we create that, when I've got a player that physically, you know, I don't want to waste his legs. I don't want to use his legs on a Navy SEAL workout. So how do I create this kind of struggle or this, uh, this to create mental toughness or foster mental toughness without, tra- without killing a guy? I think that's just a, a really common day one, page one type example. Um, and what ends up happening a lot of times in sport, from my perspective, as it pertains to this example, is the coach either says, hey, I'm going to let players slide. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to uh, adjudicate this discipline differently um, to different players, or I'm going to not engage in this process at all, or I'm going to engage in this process wholeheartedly and I'll deal with the consequences of that. Well, in this example, you know, to me, there's ways that you can kind of get around this or ways that you can operationalize this uh, without it being option A or option B, if you have an understanding of the science behind it. So the combination of those two disciplines and engaging those two disciplines with an understanding of the context that each is applied with uh, is, is paramount. I mean, it's huge. Yeah, and I think you guys touch on, you know, the, the word elite. And I think all of us, you know, anybody listening to this podcast, I mean, this is this is designed to put our listeners in touch with some of the best around and and i've had a a number of guys come on i could think of and i'll I'll point uh, you know our listeners back to some episodes so richie gray uh who actually is a a an elite rugby coach been on uh, a number of times here talking about tackling but also talks about coaching in general or fergus Connolly, or brett bartholomew or Kurt Hester from Louisiana Tech talk about this interdisciplinary approach. Doesn't mean that you know, Joe, you need to go out and be a, a sports psychologist, but you need to be able to be educated enough um, to be able to work directly with uh, with someone like Mayer um, or work with other, you know, for lack of better words, departments within your building. Right? We we get in these silos, and I'm the defensive line coach, and so I'm going to just focus on defensive line technique and strategy and close my door and work on those things. Well, uh, that'll work for you. You can be excellent at that. But if you really want to be elite and you want to help your organization be elite, there's that, that part where uh, you need to understand how we develop the whole athlete. And I think that's a lot of what you guys are getting at. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say that the first thing that it begins with, and I don't want to cut you off. I'll let Mayor go ahead in one second. I just want to add real quick to what Keith, what you said is it starts with a willingness, right? So a willingness, whether it be of that individual coach to engage or educate, and sometimes in the case of, uh, of an organization to engage uh, or educate. And um, a lot of times it's sport by sport. Um, we've found success in engagement one-to-one a lot of times with athletes directly, you know, an understanding of what that athlete feels like he or she needs. So it's a willingness, number one, and then, and then it's, it's taking that next step. And we've found that a lot of people have been willing to take that next step 
and to their benefit, um, I, I think it's to their. I think it's been to their benefit. Yeah. No. I'm. You know, two thoughts that came to mind as you were sort of um, making those comments, Keith. Uh, the first, I, I would say that it, it's it's critical for coaches to be to be educated themselves. You know, you can partner up with with a mental health provider like Joe and I are doing, but I think there's there's no replacement for the coach understanding mental health, right? doesn't mean you have to be an expert, but you have to have some basic understanding of, of what depression is, what anxiety is, um, you know, kind of knowing how to access the help. Because if, you know, players will quickly perceive, if you don't know anything about it, that it's not a priority to you, right? And so if, if you can't speak to it on a, even a surface level, it, it, it quickly, you know, uh, the assumption is like, well, that's not important for coach to know. It's probably not that important of a topic. So I would say I would encourage all coaches, coordinators to, to have some understanding. And, you know, I mean, these are things that you don't need, to, again, need to be a, an expert at, but I think you just, you need to have some statistics, some, some facts, some understanding so that if a player comes to you, you know how to respond uh, in that way. Um, the second thing is, I think, uh, in terms of being educated, is I, I think you got to know what your resources are. And the thing that sort of, uh, sort of, you know, sparked my my um, comment to this was, you know, you mentioned sports psychology. Well, so there's a there's a wide spectrum of mental health. Um, uh, care, right? And different providers. So there are sports psychologists, there are uh, uh, clinical sports psychologists, there are sports psychiatrists, there are counselors. And so you kind of have to know some, some people are very um, focused on clinical, um, clinical, you know, mental health only without the performance side. Some are, you know, skilled in both the performance and the clinical and some providers are performance-based only. And so, you know, again, I, I see, you know, I go into different organizations or different uh, venues and I see people sort of interchange these words um, uh, frequently. And until you have a knowledge of who your resources are and what they can do for you, it, you, you don't know what, what you need, right? Or what else is left, uh, what stone is left unturned. And so um, I think that's where I would encourage coaches to really sort of be well educated, you know, within their organization or their school or their team. Yeah, and going back to you know something Joe brought up there, the the idea that you guys bridge the gap between uh, performance coaching and uh, the psychological side of this is psychiatry uh, with a common language that you guys could use to communicate ultimately to better help the athlete. And that kind of takes us to one of those concepts that's been created by a sports, uh, the idea of the energy pie. And Joe, you talked a little bit about that uh, the, the last time, um, but uh, I don't know which of you would like to tackle this to start, but um, I guess probably what would be useful right now, even though we've talked about it a little before, but to uh, give us an overview of what that is. You know, energy pie is something it's it's really a cornerstone piece to you know what we uh at ace have uh, do uh it's what we uh it's a cornerstone piece to, to how we engage our athletes and it's a big it's it's a theory 
that we find, have found to be extremely applicable. You know, we talked about a, a applicability of what we're talking about, um, what we're trying to educate or how we're trying to influence. I think that one of the things it does best is it provides you with a real-time uh, analysis uh, to be able to be applied by athletes, coaches, executives alike. Um, and, I, and I'll kind of just start out by just discussing, um, you know, really by definition, it's it's an audit of our energy expenditure uh, in relation to our mentality, right? So our mentality as a coach, our mentality as an athlete, um, and, and what does it mean by that, an audit of, uh, of energy expenditure? It's, you know, where are we investing? I made the comment last time, where are we investing the soul of our spirit? So where are we, and I say it in such a, in such a way because it has to engage more than just the, hey, I spent two hours working out today. I spent two hours studying film today. I spent two hours practicing today. It has to be, you know, of your energy, of, the, of your spirit, how much of it was in that moment. You know, if I was, while I was working out, I was distracted because, you know, something had happened to me. I had gotten into a fight with my wife before I had come into the building. Or uh, my, I have a flat tire that I know I have to deal with it once practice is done. You know, all those different things take a toll on your energy, and it takes a toll on your engagement in the process. Um, and I think that what's lost a lot of times is, you know, it's easy to break up and schedule and time, ma time manage. Um, what's difficult to do is to really gauge your investment and audit yourself on such a granular level where you're looking at, you know, what am I, where, where is my attention? Where is my spirit in these moments? And that's where you're talking about your energy pie. That's where you're talking about where are slices of, of my pie going to. Um, and I think that it's, it's, you know, Mayor and I talk about the tenants kind of of that, of that pie um, to add some depth, depth to it. And then I want, you know, then we'll get a chance to hear from Dr. Pandya to, you know, speak even more eloquently than I can on the concept. But it's, it's an understanding that one every day is going to offer some finite amount of energy, right? All of us have an energy pie. Keith, you have an energy pie. I have an energy pie. And it's finite. The amount of energy within that is finite. It can't, you know, it's not, I don't have a big energy pie on Tuesday and a small energy pie on Wednesday. It's not like rest. Like I got eight hours of sleep last night or 10 hours of sleep the night before and I feel more rested. It's not energy in correlation to, to your to your rest it's it's or your body or your physical state it's energy in court in relation to really your mental state but even deeper than that your spirit and and where your spirit is focused to um and it's an understanding really the second piece to that is an understanding that every action either adds or subtracts from that pie so whether it be like i said whether it be a fight you have with your wife whether it be a test you have as a student athlete whether it be a uh, in extracurricular you're doing as a student athlete, whether it be as a coach, your contract situation, whether it be your win-loss record midway through the season, all those things add or subtract from the pie. They have an impact on the pie. So if I'm busy at noon talking to my uh, colleagues around the copy machine about the fact that we're, you know, got three wins and seven losses headed into week 11, you know, I'm devoting energy to that thought and that concept and uh, that my, part of my spirit is invested now in the worry and concern of am I going to keep my job, not so much in the, in the task at hand. And when you're talking about divvying up slices of your pie, you've got to remember that 
you know, where you're devoting that pie to, where you're devoting your spirit to, your energy to, uh, is critically important. And, and, and we'll talk as we continue on this about intentionality and about discipline and, and, and how it pertains to each individual. But the, the third part to it is in understanding that everybody's pie is sliced differently and what people are able to take on from an energy perspective is different person to person, coach to coach, player to player, executive to executive. Uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's different and individualized person to person. And you have to be mindful of that when you're working with somebody from our perspective is that, you know, what works for you may not work for me, Keith. You know, what works for Mayor may not work for, for you, you know, and, and how, where you're able to devote your energy to or how much you're able to put on your plate or essentially, metaphorically, how big is your pie? How many, you know, how many slices can we cut into this pie? And, and we still have enough to be able to finish our day as best as we can finish it. Um, so it's, it's, it's deeper. I want to be clear that it's deeper than time management. It's deeper than understanding how, you know, am I rested physically, mentally? Uh, it's deeper than that. It's really an audit of where is my focus and the intentionality of my spirit? Where does that lie? And by auditing that, by having an awareness of that, um, and that's what the energy pie brings about at its core, is an awareness um, of that energy expenditure. Uh, so by having that awareness, you're able then maximize it. Uh, and, and we'll talk about ways to do that. But Mayor, if you want to go ahead and chime in um, and maybe add some depth to any one of those elements, uh, of course, by all means, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it, I don't want to say that it's the best thing that Mayor and I have done, but it's, it's one of the most unique things that Mayor and I have done and worked on together. And it's one of the things that we have found we're able to engage coaches and athletes uh, alike with regularly it applies pretty universally um in terms of ways that we can be helpful yeah no absolutely um you know i always whenever we we talk about energy pie i always think about uh a quote that i heard uh david epstein uh say who's the author of a great book called the sports gene i heard him once say that the difference in performance between legendary and anonymity in elite sports is usually less than one percent Right. So there is there is such a small difference that can, you know, sort of change someone's trajectory be between being really elite and, and 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 failure. Right. And so this is where I think we are trying to um, uh, maximize uh, the individual's uh, understanding of, of kind of where things are at. And just to kind of summarize what, what Joe said, I think like this is about awareness. This is about um, understanding uh, priorities um, and, and commitment, right? Like we, we want people to understand and to, to articulate kind of what it is that they, they want, right? And so the first, uh, you know, when we work with, with athletes, a lot of the, the first couple sessions are just kind of getting to know who they are as a person um, and, and making sure that they truly know where they are going or where they want to go. Um, you know, going back a little bit, you know, just to the, the discussion we had probably right before we started Energy Pie about, you know, uh, the, the mental uh, toughness and uh, mental resilience. You know, one of the, the, the common symptoms uh, that athletes will report 
when they are depressed or when they are, uh, you know, mentally unwell is mental fatigue, right? That is a very, that's a very safe um, um, symptom um, in the context of sport. And so many athletes will complain about mental fatigue. And if you try to improve someone's mental fatigue with, you know, met by, like you said, all of the, the, you know, the exercises and the wind sprints and, and, and trying to, because you believe that that's the way to make them more mentally tough, you're only going to make them more depressed, right? And you're only going to affect their mental health even more. And so I think, again, from an energy pie point of view as a, as a conceptual framework, I think athletes gravitate to that because we're talking about sort of, again, the same language, trying to address their quote unquote fatigue, if that truly is, is a representation of, of some other underlying uh, distress, whether it's a full-blown clinical issue or not, it really, I think, brings everybody into like a psychologically safe uh, place where everybody can have a very open discussion. And, and, and you know, we believe that success stems from maximizing an individual's performance mentality, right? So after we, we take this audit or this evaluation of where the energy is being expended, we, we, we want to maximize that performance, use all of that information to maximize their performance mentality, uh, which we believe is a, a, the combination of purpose, approach, and commitment. So those are really the three things that we, we work on together. And, you know, just to kind of talk a little bit more about that, we, you know, Joe has his domains, so to speak, of the, the topics that he usually addresses, that he's comfortable with, that he brings from a coaching perspective, um, you know, those being things like intentionality, effort, discipline, to ensure that you are prepared, right? You're prepared for competition, that you understand the material, that you are at, you know, at your, your highest level when you step onto the field. Um, and then from a, from a clinical point of view or from a psychological point of view, you know, I talk to my clients a lot about their identity, you know, the, the environment in which they, they exist, um, kind of their goals or their future, because all of those things really are, 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 are important to an individual's well-being. And, and, you know, from a cognitive behavioral perspective, you know, one of the principal or, or central explanations regarding the, the emergence of depression or anxiety is the idea that individuals develop negative thoughts or, or what we call distortions in their head, you know, over time in, in three areas. And those being, you know, how they feel about themselves, how they view their world and how they view their future. And so, you know, if someone's effort is not there from a coaching perspective, you know, I'll, we'll, we'll take a step back and say, okay, why is their effort not there? Or from a coaching perspective, if, if they're not being disciplined or routine or, or developing good habits, you know, why is that? Maybe they have, you know, some distress about their future. Maybe they, they have, you know, very strong feelings of, of, of failure and that they aren't going to succeed. Um, you know, we know that when people are mentally fatigued, uh, their, their perception of, well, two things are distorted. We know that their, they, their perception of effort is, is increased. So a, a particular task is going to seem like it's going to take a lot more effort to achieve, or they're going to have a decreased perception of the value of the reward or the outcome, right? And so these distortions will affect how, they, how motivated they are 
uh, when they are mentally fatigued. And so that's just one example of, you know, how we will sort of use the, the presentation of, a, of an athlete or, or you know, a uh, particular problem, let's say, in relation to their performance and, and examine it from, from both perspectives. That's the end of part one of this conversation with Dr. Mayer and Duke's assistant coach, Joe Casper. We'll pick up with this again tomorrow on the next episode and focus on how these two areas interact in developing the whole athlete. Developing the full athlete is part of our football development model, which we've designed to help you build your youth football programs from the ground up. Check that out at fdm.usafootball.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Please, if you are enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes or Spotify and click five star for a rate. If you have a minute, write a review. It really helps the podcast. Check out our new 